Welcome to Radicast, the podcast that dives into the myths and mysteries of Lara's world. In this episode, myself and a special guest hope to sweep you away on a trip down musical memory lane. The soaring themes and melodies of Tomb Raider have been celebrated for 25 years, and they deserve to be talked about for the wonderful effect they have on us. So I'd like to welcome special guest Keaton, who is a massive Tomb Raider fan, trained in the musical arts. Keaton, welcome to Radicast. Hello, thank you for having me. This is really, really exciting. Welcome back to Radicast, I should say as well. Yes, yes. Very excited to speak to you, actually properly this time, rather than... Uh, yeah, 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 this is our first, I think, face-to-face correspondence. Yes. Oh, very, very pleased to have you on the show. And would we, uh, it'd be good to start if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and mm-hmm. how you first encountered Tomb Raider, what Lara and the series means to you, its impact on you. Tell us your Tomb Raider journey. Yes. Uh, well, I, uh, uh, live in the USA, I'm American, and, uh, I first encountered Tomb Raider, I think when I was six years old, I had just moved to Vegas, where I currently live now, and I was at one of my dad's house, he, he works on all these, like, big houses and fixes audio and video, and he had Tomb Raider 1, and just, like, had it playing in the house, and I was just, I think, I so vividly remember the grease sections, I remember, like, fighting the gorillas, and turning Lara into gold and I was just like what is this this is amazing and I was just I was just hooked and then I think we got you know tier 3 and tier 2 shortly after that and then once I think legend came out in 2006 that's when I was like okay I'm ruined for life this is this is what I'm going to be now as a Terminator fan uh so I just am a a, a darling a, a massive 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 fan and I think for everyone listening we all know just how much Lara means to all of us and how her just her strong nature and her sense of adventure is just so inspiring and the things you get to do in the game I just we all know and so I just yeah I th- there's this is like the ultimate ultimate franchise for me there's no other no other that's wonderful yep no I love hearing that that's so cool and how have the games influenced you in terms of music oh yeah so I come from a performing family. Uh, my uh, grandparents are like actors and uh, voiceover actors and uh, we're all dancers and musicians. So music has always really been a part of my life. But I remember listening specifically, of course, like I said, to the soundtrack of Tomb Raider 1 and just the really stunning, like beautiful nature of music in a video game. Like we kind of think of just music in video games as like, you know, Da, 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 da. Uh, uh, don't know how much music we can say, but uh, just to hear something <laughs> that was a little more of substance in a game, I was like, "What is this? This is amazing!" And so, I just—I uh, don't want it to be a forty-minute love letter to Nathan McCree, but that's basically what this is going to be. Um, I just, yeah. So, uh, what am I saying? <laughs> Sorry, I have some notes, so I don't. Uh, no, um, absolutely fine. Where am I? So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about our favorite or some of our favorite pieces yeah. of music. I don't think we can say that we've chosen three each. Yeah. And I don't think we can just limit them to three each and call no, it our it's, favorites. It's, but it's, it's, so it's some of our favorite music. Yes. So, as a special guest, would you like to go first with your first piece of music and tell us about it? 
So I picked, you know, a little underrated one. It's called the Terminator 1 theme. You might have heard of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I know it, yeah. Yeah, I think I know it, yeah. It just, I think, is a perfect encapsulation of what I love about the whole music of uh, the whole franchise, uh, is that, like I said, it's very elegant and lush and rich music. It's it, it's something that I think, and I, I think I remember hearing Nathan talking about in, a, in, an, in an interview that he wanted to do something different, and the fact that it was a female protagonist, he wanted to make it of something a little more substance, I think, which is awesome. And just... There's something so amazing about making a simple four-note motif and that just being so iconic and, you know, being able to be so instantly recognizable and carry so much weight. I, there's just... Music is incredible. I can't. Um, and then <laughs> uh, one special little thing that I love in music from this specifically is so you have the... Da, 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 that note there and then the... the what's called a suspension in music where you have like kind of like a dissonance uh i just i love there's something about the tension of the suspension that is just carries to everything i love in music nowadays when i write my own music i love to use suspensions uh it's just it's just it's one of my favorite features to look for so is that sort of that piece of music is when it sort of holds the note and another yeah. one comes in from underneath yeah. effectively so you have that like da -na. Da, and then you have the um, like the, the strings come in that and then how it resolves to that that's that so that's a suspension into the resolve of the major chord that it's going into so it's just it's so it's so juicy I love it. Uh, and then you know just like how the the song itself like builds like you have the little harp and then. Yeah, the choir, and then, oh, that, that part where um, the violin has a little solo that just keeps it the... Da, 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 and it just keeps on rising, and then the, the like... I remember hearing when they um, did the Tomb Raider suite, like, the, hearing the live version of it, I just was... A, Publitius, Publitius. Oh, another thing I really love about Nathan's music, he, he loves to play with really wacky transitions, which I really, really like. And a good example of this in the TR1 uh, theme is in that bridge where it goes... Again, I'm only giving the melody. But that weird, uh, I think it goes into, uh, so the song is in a minor key for the majority of it. Interesting. what a minor key is, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, that little, uh, chord goes into, I think is a major seventh, I, I might be saying it wrong, it goes into a major seven chord, which is out of the normal realm of a minor key. So he, he, I don't want to say it's a modal shift, might be the term of it, but it just makes for really... Like I said, interesting, wacky transition. And so he he's 
really inspiring. And that's, again, that's another thing that I look for and everything. I'm like, if I, if what I consider to be brilliant music is when someone goes somewhere you don't think it's going to go. So that, I think that's one good example. He, he loves to do that in a lot of his music. And I have another example to mention that. It's cool. There's another thing I really love about the Tomb Raider 1 theme is, I suppose it's the bass line. Yeah. Maybe that's the wrong term. It's the uh, the the harp strings, the plucked yes, strings. Yes. The dun 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 dun. dun yeah. Dun. Oh. That's actually it's one of the reasons why I've got it. Like I I recreated part of it in um right in, in your garage in your, band yes. as like the theme yeah. of Raidercast, and it's it doesn't even start on the first note. It just sort of starts halfway through, and it's just that You're right. Dun 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 dun. Yeah. And I just that... I love that, uh, and. I get really picky when I hear covers of it because if people don't hit those right notes or they just repeat the first bit where yeah. it doesn't change they do like the yes. first few notes and then they repeat it and then they repeat it but it's not supposed to do that it's supposed to change at a certain point yes. before repeating and the same way Uh, but that heart part you're talking about, again, I was so fascinated by it. And I kind of know how to play piano, and that was one of the things that I kind of taught myself to. I train myself by ear. I wow. have a perfect pitch, so it kind of helps to. Uh, and uh, I think I was maybe like in middle school or something. I tried to create a video of me teaching the heart part on piano in a British accent because I thought that was... I thought that would like establish me a little more. I'm sorry, it's so dorky. Oh, that's amazing. It never, I never published it, so don't go oh, for it. But... I was, I was literally, I was going to Google no. it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I quickly deleted it. Okay, right. I will come along with my first one, which is coming to the polar opposite end of the franchise, and it's going to mm. be a piece of music from Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Okay, yeah. By Brian Oliveira, I believe his name is. I apologize if that's the wrong pronunciation. Uh, and the track is called Lara's Dream. Mm -hmm. This piece of music features in, well, Lara's Dream, where she is a kid again, back in the manor. So... Like, I guess, 95% of players, I had no idea that we were actually going to get to play the manor in Shadow. So when that part happens, she's in the jungle. We have a little cutscene. She, I think she has a chat, and then she goes to sleep. And then all of a sudden, you're a kid again. And it's the mm -hmm. first time you've got to play as Lara as a kid since... Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. as a kid, definitely. Yeah. Um, and it's back in the manor, but it's... Oh gosh, the music that fires up immediately yes. is so well done. I've got like little tiny goosebumps just thinking about it now because it's yeah. so beautiful and homely. So mm -hmm. it's sort of, it's introduced with these low, very low deep strings. Yeah. But they're then accompanied by these really sort of really high pitched Again, sort of plucked string music, kind yeah, of. Yeah, the pizzicato on top. Yeah, yeah. So I funny. don't know if that's yeah. harp. Or something it, similar. It might be hard, but I think the term is called pizzicato, I think is how it's where you like okay. pluck the string. Yeah, it's um, very light. Like yeah. you said, yeah. You know, one of the first things that actually made me like it was the fact that it 
reminded me of the music from The Sims. Oh, yes, definitely. Like, either character creation or just the sort of music when you're building a house. It's got that sort of homely feel to it as well yes, in that regard. Definitely. So I was like running around as Lara thinking, this is mm-hmm. like, why do I feel so at home with this? So that, yeah. whether that was deliberate or not, I don't know. That was a genius touch. Because that sort of part of the melody is jumping around quite a bit. It's yeah. Sort of, it's not sort of a, a nice, smooth succession of notes. Yes. It's up and down. It's very jumpy, lot. yeah. And, of course, you have the, the lower... I'm just going to say, it sounds woodier music. Uh-huh. And to me, that sort of that's the sort of ground. And then you have these high notes as well. And that really reflects the gameplay. Of yes, that. You have completely. this wonderful home ground and you have Lara jumping around, bouncing around on top. As a kid, yeah. having the time of her life, she's having this little play treasure hunt adventure that she's made up in her mind and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so you have this amazing connection between the music and the gameplay of what's actually happening. And yes. the music, it sort of goes from this sort of playful, grounded feel and I believe the melody sort of and the pitch rises probably around the mm-hmm. same time that Lara actually starts climbing higher. Yeah. And it's not just that it sort of reflects her getting higher, but the pitch and the tone of the music shifts from mm-hmm. this playfulness to something not necessarily sinister, but definitely something unsettled and yeah. calmer. And you sort of lose that pizzicato, you lose the plucked strings, and you just yeah. have this sort of woody undertone. Yeah, it's more treacherous when she gets up there. Yeah, it is. And when she eventually gets inside, everyone knows. Well, they don't know yeah. what's about to happen, but yeah. she finds something terrible in has just yeah. happened to her dad. So it's gone from this amazing playfulness to this not quite somber but unsettled. Oh God, something terrible has happened. Yeah. And this is all happening in one piece of music, as it's happening in the gameplay. Now, in, I'd say, the first nine Tomb Raider games, we had themes and motifs, and characters had their themes. And they were sort of played in the background when maybe those characters were on screen, or uh, in certain areas. I think the Survivor trilogy was the first time that we actually have music that reflects the narrative as it's happening. I completely so agree, yeah. It's not even necessarily, it's like, it, well, I mean, the music is called Lara's Dream, it's not called Lara's, yeah. it's not called Home Sweet Home, it's not called The Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's telling a story of this dream and it's telling the story of the gameplay of what's happening and I think that's yeah. really, really clever. So I think this, the latest trilogy tackled music in quite a different way in that respect. I don't think it's quite interesting. That's what fascinates me about film composers and video game composers is how they have to kind of ignore traditional structure or something mm-hmm. like that and follow the pacing of a scene. I just think it's so fascinating. I want to get like behind the scenes and find out how they do it. But you're Too right. Right. And there's nothing better than music, for lack of a better term, symbolizing what's happening 
to the character on the screen, something like that. How it's almost it makes it a little more tangible. Yeah. If that makes sense, you're absolutely. It does. Right. It gives it much more depth as well. I think that's really cool. Would you like to tell us your second theme? Sorry, it's another Tomb Raider one <gasps> track, but I'm sorry. Uh, it's called on Tomb Raider Suite. It's called Longing for Home. I think it's also been called like the plot thickens. You first hear it, I think you first hear it when you walk into the throne room in Palace Midas, where you see the hand. Uh, and it, that uh, it's like the da, 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 da. it's like kind of little eerie, kind of very odd. And I just, this really plays into what I love about Nathan McCree's um, chord structure, like I was saying, is he plays the, um, we'll call it the, like the bass line, the accompaniment, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll call it, uh, plays on a G minor chord. And then when it kind of like shifts a little, it goes to a G diminished chord with really, really interesting to so like, so like, it's just, it, it's something you really wouldn't immediately go to, which I think is fascinating. And then I'm going to say the, the song is in a quick, um, 12, eight time signature. Uh, so that there's that means there's 12 beats per measure, if that makes sense. Uh, and so like that kind of thing. Uh, and then you can kind of um, feel the beat in a four again, super technical. Sorry. Wow. But okay. what fascinates me is that the accompaniment that, and then the melody on top with the I think that's maybe that might be be the oboe again. The melody is a beat late. Oh, so sort of offset. Offsets. It's so fascinating. But you'll hear it, so you'll hear the accompaniment, and then when you think the melody's going to come in, it comes at a beat late. And it's just, it, it's kind of... Keeps it, you on your toes. It keeps you on your toes. It's really, really amazing, and I, I it's so brilliant. I, I can't. It's so and fitting so, for yeah, the way that really you fitting. play Tomb Raider 1 in particular. It's like yeah. you're always like, is there something... Yeah. Just around the corner. And again, you walk in, you're like, what is this statue? What's this hand? It's just like you're you're getting all the information. And it's just, it's it's such brilliant, brilliant writing. And that part in the second half of the song, I'll call it the second refrain. That's probably not right. Sorry, music people. Uh, but where you have like, the, you bring the full orchestra again, and then the, the flutes are on top. They're just so airy. And I mm. he... he didn't include that passage in the Tomb Raider suite, which makes me really sad, but it's like, like it makes me cry every time. So it's just, it's another prime example of his genius. I don't think haunting is the right word for that piece of music. Mm -hmm. It's it, there is something there is an emotion that is very similar yeah. to that. It's whimsical. It's whimsical, magical, almost. I suppose. Yeah. In a, in a, I want to say enchanting. Yeah, that that's a good word. I yeah. Suppose. Yeah. Cool. Especially since what's about to happen on the hand is oh. pretty enchanting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I am actually slightly connected to um, to your second choice mm -hmm. because. 
The first time you hear this piece of music is also in Palace Midas, or mm-hmm. as they call it in Tomb Raider Anniversary, Midas's Palace. Yeah. I think I know the piece you're talking about, and I'm... Yes. Well, the piece of music, if I'm correct, and this is the first time you hear it, is the gorilla theme. Oh, okay. Curveball that's all coming out of nowhere. I think it happens as soon as you walk down that long passage from Colosseum. <clears throat> yeah. And you walk out into the courtyard with the statue in the lake, and these gorillas bound towards you, and immediately this music punches you in the face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With these massive, big, bombastic wind instruments, I guess, like big, huge, deep, brass instruments. Very brassy. And it's just like these foghorn type musics, and it's like an alarm playing of like, beware. Yeah. Because you have that. Then also, in a weird connection to the last one, you'll also have this sort of plinky, plonky, high chords on the piano happening at the same time. I don't know, I guess maybe that represents the agility of these huge Definitely. creatures as they're sort of running around, jumping and trying to smack at Lara. And Lara as well, because she's, she's jumping oh, all she's over the jumping place. She's jumping everywhere yeah. as well. She's giving them a run for their money. And also, it incorporates, um, well, lyrics, for lack of a better word. Um, uh-huh. It feels like boss music. It feels like video game boss yeah. music. It's that oh, yeah. sort of level of epic. And I'm not entirely sure how Trolls made this music. If memory serves, he used a synthesizer. What? So, yeah, it's... Really? Yeah, I don't think... Please, if someone knows for certain, please correct me. I will go and Google this afterwards. No way. If memory serves, he used an amazing synthesizer with, back then, what was modern technology. Yeah. For all of the instruments, but also the voices. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't think that choir is real. And if that's the case, I don't know if the lyrics are actually lyrics or if they are just meant to sound like words. And if yeah, they're just right. meant to sound like words and yet they do, that's even more impressive, frankly. That's absolutely yeah. outstanding. But no, I love that piece of music. I think it's really good. Absolutely. He, I, I really, really admire him too. He's very John Williams-esque in a way with his yeah. full-on grandeur. And like you said, he uses a lot of brass, which we haven't heard in a lot of uh, the previous uh, uh Entries and then yeah. also, but he, he the light playfulness on top as well, which yeah. is a very John Williams esque yeah. trait, and it makes it just feel very big and cinematic. Yeah, he's he's amazing, and I think he might be the only one who has ever won a BAFTA for the franchise. I, I think that's the yeah. Wow. Okay, I need to look this up. I haven't heard there, about they it. They might have like won for Shadow of the Terminator recently, but I think I think there was like a sound one, design. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but for music specifically, I think he's the only person to win a BAFTA. Wow. For Tomb Raider. Wow, go Fullman. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. For Legend, I think it was, which makes sense, because oh. Legend is really cool. Would you like to tell us your third choice? Well, speaking of, here we segue into the uh, theme from Legend, which... Hey. Yeah. Uh, which I think is a... It, uh, for me, Legend... Uh, I know you might have some feelings about Tomato Legend, but for me, it was uh, a huge like breath of fresh air for the 
franchise. I just thought it was a new direction. I think I had played uh, Angel of Darkness at that point. Uh, I don't know if I had played four or five yet, okay. but it was something uh, new for mm -hmm. me when I played Legend, and so it was, it was just, it was really cool. Hearing, it might be synthesizer. If it's synthesizer, damn, that's impressive. But uh, just hearing this fuller, bigger sound and hearing a new um, motif, a new theme, mm. rather than the one that McCree made, uh, was really exciting. And this one, I think, has a little more to say than maybe the other ones. The other ones were kind of just, you know, very... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. But this one just has maybe a little more of an objective that uh because lara has this journey to go mm -hmm. you know find her mom and she's wanting there's something that's longing about this piece there's something that's wanting i don't know and it's just I the think vocals her, are beautiful the, the vocals yeah and just the way it moves and the way it, it, it it's it feels like a part of lara's inner again this is an acting term now her her objective like what she wants to get mm -hmm. uh because she wants to find her mom so there's something that's not musically unresolved, but like emotionally unresolved, and she wants to complete it. And I think that's what's really beautiful about this piece. I love and, how it escalates. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. But it just feels more um, not Western. In its Celtic. Uh, instrumentation, yeah, more Celtic maybe, mm. and it just it sounds more interesting than we had heard because we're mm. kind of used to just an orchestra and all that mm. stuff. But he he incorporates a lot of interesting instrumentation into this, and so that's really cool. Yeah, no, I do love that theme music. I, as you referenced, I've had my I've had my thoughts about Legend in the past, mm -hmm. but I'm fine with it now. Quite honestly, it's been part of my... <laughs> honestly, part of making this entire podcast has been speaking to so many different people about why everything matters to them. And uh -huh. it's altered my perspective ir irrevocably mm -hmm. on quite a few different subjects mm -hmm. that previously I was very outspoken about. Um, but I have absolutely learned to appreciate the finer points of legend, including uh -huh. the music, which when I first heard it, I was like, this isn't the Tomb Raider theme. But yeah, yeah. What a theme, though. Because yeah. I was just saying, it like starts with this sort of, I don't know, almost whisper of of mm -hmm. the theme piece of music, and it sort of builds. And then you have the there's like that drop where the sort of bass line kicks in, and then it's all of the chorus and everything, yeah. and it escalates. And then you have the the higher pitched whistling almost on top of yeah. it as it escalates to this to the the climax of the music. And wow. Wow! Yeah, it's it's such an incredible yeah. track. It's beautiful, and he really uses like all of his facilities in within the whole score. He brings out the the cool timing and like uh, what I can't remember where it is. Is it in England? But there's this interesting track where he's like, uh, I think you have maybe had just beaten the serpent, and it's like the the it's like it's just really. He, he knows what he's doing, and so I'm a yes. huge admirer of him. I think it's after you beat the serpent. 
I don't know. It could but... be the uh, when the the smoke monster is chasing Lara in Peru. Yeah, I think that's my second favorite piece of music from Legend. After the theme yeah. is that. It's, it's very memorable as well in terms of the, just the melody. It's great as well. It's a great action set piece as well. So I think that tied together very nicely. And I will conclude my favorite pieces, some of my favorite pieces, with Peter Colinelli and Martin Iveson's theme from The Angel of Darkness. Yes, I was hoping you were going to talk about I, that. I, I could not mention yeah. this, quite honestly. Yes. Where to even begin? I mean, mm -hmm. I think it is absolutely one of my all-time favourite, absolute favourite pieces from Tomb Raider. Yeah. It is quite possibly the best theme. It's oh, just what they did yeah. with it is phenomenal. It is, it is bittersweet, it is beautiful, it's grand and epic and mournful as well. It's very sombre in points. Uh, it, it sort of starts off and builds up very quickly into something so grand and new and fresh that mm -hmm. I think the series had gone for grand and elegant before, but this sort of went Here's an orchestra, you're going to sit there, and it's like, yeah. you know the sort of meme of, like, the THX logo? Yes, Always yes. like, there's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, sort yeah. Of, whoa, it's like you're sort of being blown away by it. Yeah. But another thing that I love about it as well is that it incorporates elements from the Tomb Raider 4 Last Revelation theme mm -hmm. music as well. Yeah, yeah that implies... descending melody line, yeah. Yeah, and it, it implies that continuation of Lara's story, of, of her legacy, yes. effectively. Um, and it also borrows... I don't know if this one is also in Revelation, but it borrows the... It's first in TR2 with the da 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 So, like, it, you're right, it's definitely a good yeah. continuation. Especially so, since there had been a gap in the story. So it's like, yeah. no, don't worry, she's still here. Yeah. She's still part of it. So that's an excellent point. So mm -hmm. I remember the first time, first many times playing through the game, I sat there and I was like, wow, yeah, this theme music's really, really good. The Angel of Darkness theme music for me seems to be split into two halves. You have this yes. build up of the really grand, yep, like bombastic wow, and then the second half is very quiet and calm and mm -hmm. peaceful in comparison. And I think it must have been about 2007, so four, maybe five years after first playing the game, was the first time I heard the second half of the music. And 
I think it was only because my PC version copy then... So I originally played it on PS2, but uh, yeah. when I started to play it on PC, there was something up with the disc or something up with the game, and it didn't cut to like the demo reel. Yeah. Uh, if you just leave it on the main menu. Yeah. And so the theme carried on playing, and I was like... What? There's more. What? Yeah. What is this? What? Why have I never heard this before? And mm -hmm. I was just blown away. And I was like, yeah. Oh my god! Because you have more. You have more of the hints of uh, Tomb Raider Four, and I think Tomb Raider Two and Tomb Raider Three with that, as you were saying, that. Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. I was like, Wow! So you have like this first half, which is sort of really representative of this sort of, well, new angle that they were going. Yeah. For. New angle. New angel. New angle that they were going for. <laughs> um, sort of with all of this sort of grand yeah. new cinematic take on the series. And then it was underscored at the end with this beautiful throwback to, this is her, this is still her, this yeah. is her continuing story. And it just, it ends for me on such a note of satisfaction. That I agree, yeah. Um, and for the last maybe 20 seconds, the notes are so elongated and long mm -hmm. and strung out and it just it sort of I think it ends on like dun 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 just... and then you have that long string and it pulls it out and it drags it out And that piece of music is used so much, and I've done it, and I will continue to do it, in videos that reference Angel of Darkness as like a final final shot of their video where Lara walks off into the darkness. Right, yeah. Because it has that, about that longing about it, that sort of, sort of... It's like the music doesn't want to end. Yeah. And it sort of represented maybe the, like, the fans' longing that maybe that era didn't end and yet it has to end and it did end with yes. her walking into the darkness and the music stringing out and then just stopping mm -hmm. oh, just it, phenomenal yeah. beautiful beautiful yeah. beautiful music and that is a live orchestra i, I think yeah. that like i remember that was it um, recorded at um, abbey road studios yeah yeah so that is definitely and so yeah, yeah that was again the first time we'd heard whoa okay now now we're getting somewhere with the music and yeah it's such a brilliant yeah. piece and yeah i love songs that de-climax in a way that kind of like brings it down not everything needs a big boom it takes its time it's stunning absolutely phenomenal i have so many chills all over my body it's just <laughs> yeah so before we wrap up I would like to take a little, just a couple of minutes. Are there any other pieces of music from the entire series mm -hmm. that you would like to give honourable mentions to? Because as um, I said at the beginning, we can't just yeah, we can't. Six. Uh, well, I just kind of want to give a shout out to like all the composers because they, they all help. have something to bring. Even like the film composers, like you know Graham Revell and Alan Silvestri. For God's sake, he's like you know one of the greatest. He did Cradle of Life. Oh, who yes. did? Um, Oh, what's his name? Who did the the um the newer one with Alicia's uh not Silverstone, Alicia Vikander. Uh, uh oh, Junkie XL, I think is his name. Yeah, he's great oh. too. Um, but uh, like how you know, like Jason Graves, like how he made that like instrument to make it like that music is serious, all hell. And so like what he did was really cool and experimental. And 
and which is all of the composers I think deserve their flowers. Mm-hmm. They just really have brought something. Um, is there any other piece? What did I say? Uh, I think I'd like to give a shout out to the theme of Tomb Raider Underworld. Yes, oh my, yes, seriously. Use of Ride of the Valkyries. Yeah. And how that piece of music yeah. builds up and up and up and up and up yeah. over about three, three and a bit minutes. <clears throat> and then it ends just with a few notes of Lara's motif. Mm-hmm. And then just fades out. It's like, oh my god, this is so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I think I kind of want to give a little shout out to, uh, which I think we all love, the Venice theme from Jimmy Dirt. Iconic. Uh, yeah, it's just a pretty. Uh, iconic piece of music and (laughs) i don't know if i can say this but uh, here in vegas i work at the venetian hotel and incorporate some of my story as my character or let's say my friend is a gondolier at the venetian hotel um and i incorporate a lot of my story based on the whole venice section in germator so that's a little shout out to that um i also wanted to kind of talk about Colin O'Malley, who did uh, uh, Underworld, yeah, that theme yes. is amazing. But I love his, like we were kind of playing, saying, uh, playing with like a rich um, undertone, but like the light stuff on it. Like I think of the Mediterranean theme, where mm. she's like kind of swimming, and it's very yes, yeah, it's just really. Oh, and who could forget the um, Thailand reveal? See that temple for ah, oh, that piece of music is so stunning. Yeah. The, the, like the singer how the music top. and the atmosphere yeah. tied together in Underworld, I think, was done so well, so so well. Atmospheric sounds that that's what I mm. uh, really really appreciate. Yeah, so I, I think... love the music from Amanda's ship as well. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm not really sure cool. if it plays the first time you're on there, but it certainly plays the second time when there's the storm. Yes. And Lara has me all near, and yeah. everyone better watch out. <laughs> yeah, it's a great piece of music. There's so many just sort of fantastic memorable pieces throughout throughout everything it's just wonderful well keaton thank you very 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 much for being a proper guest on radicast thank you it's a pleasure talking to you it's been such an honor again i just want to shout him out i have been watching this guy literally since middle school with his talk through tomb raiders and i think what is it like a blank in under a minute or something like that they made me laugh so hard so i'm just such a huge fan of chris here so go watch his old videos they're really really funny yeah. Don't judge me. They're terrible quality now. They're terrible. No, they're so funny. I love them. <laughs> well, thank you very much anyway. And take care. Absolutely.